Welcome, guys, to the Recovering Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Fredrickson. We are honored that we could be a part of your recovery journey and encourage you and help you in any way possible. Before you enjoy this awesome podcast, we also just want to let you know there is a whole bunch of free resources that you can find on our website at recoveringreality.com. Enjoy the podcast. We're on the phone with Eric Fredrickson. Eric, uh, earlier in the morning, you know, I called you the founder of uh, Recovering Reality. Was I correct to do that? I want to make sure I'm right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It's a recovery coaching and speaking business that I I started uh, some years back. Uh, Yeah, that's correct, though. All right. Well, we want to make sure we're uh, titling you correct. Uh, Eric, you're on the phone with myself, Ryan Pastorkak, alongside Michelle Spring. Michelle? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well, Michelle. Thank you. You're How welcome. Are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was telling Ryan earlier that uh, I had the chance to hear you speak at a Rotary meeting. Uh, was it last month or the month before that? I can't know. It's all running together right now. Um, but you were so uh, captivating and everyone was, uh, I'll be honest, I don't know if you've been to a Rotary meeting before that, but it was, everyone was on their edge of their seat and you just had everyone uh, in the palm of your hand and we stayed over than more than normal. And so I just... I'm excited for our listeners to hear what you have to offer because uh, you are very talented and you have a lot to say. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I remember that, that day. I think it was a, a month or, or two ago at the New Philadelphia uh, Rotary meeting. And yeah, I appreciate it. That's encouraging. And I'm, I'm passionate about it, being as uh, where I came from. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, so, so tell us where you came from. Well, um, interesting. <clears throat> In two days from today, we'll, we'll mark 11 years into my journey of recovery and um, breaking free from addiction. And uh, it was it was bad. You know, for the sake of time, I'll just say uh, suicide attempt, an overdose, uh, a lot of jails, multiple rehabs. Um, I, I watched over 30 of my friends die, just a conservative number. I stopped counting me, not right in front of my eyes, but all around me from drugs alcohol all related so i'm i'm no stranger to the insanity of it all i came from a good home uh and just got sucked into that world because addiction addiction doesn't discriminate addiction really could care less if you're uh, what your gender is what your race is how much money you have don't have where you're from it, it really could care less it's it's out to kill still and destroy and so I'm uh, I'm no stranger to it. Very, very grateful to be doing what I do today, and uh, this week will be a little bit of a celebration in that journey. Yeah, Eric, first off, uh, let us extend our congratulations on that 11 years of sobriety. Not only is that amazing for yourself and your family, but you're giving those who you're helping and those who you'll help in the future hope. So congratulations from uh, us at the radio station to you and pretty much from the entire community listening. Well, thank you, sir. It means a lot, man. It's a big deal. Thank you. It, it is a big deal, and uh, right now there's there's a lot of big deals going on. And for you, it's just it seems to be a compounding problem. These news reports have been focused as we've started them on the morning show around uh, the uh, coronavirus response, and uh, obviously that's playing into uh, the situations that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Can you can you show us what you're seeing arise out of this, out of not only a uh, a pandemic, but uh, this this addiction crisis uh, paired with the pandemic? Right. Yeah. It's um. It's it's I'm 
wrapping my head around just my last week has been like with all my phone calls and messages and everything. And it's, it sucks. Can I say that on the radio? It sucks, man. <laughs> Feel free because um, it's, uh, it's true. Know, <laughs> you know, obviously the pandemic is, is, is a problem. Um, but if, you know, I'm starting to wonder like, is, is our response to it, which, which is needed. I get it. You know, I don't want to get too much into that, but you kind of can't not, you know, it's, it's, it's a very real problem that's going on. And I, I understand the response and uh, people's caution and everything. I, I, I completely get it, causing a lot of problems for people. You know, the interesting thing, just to say quickly about that, is for some people, this is kind of like a vacation. That might not be the right word, and but they're kind of stuck at home. They're still getting paid or working from home, and they're just bored and isolated, and that can create problems. But then for other people, they just lost their business. They're, they don't even have money. They don't know what the future looks like. And so it's affecting everyone, but it's also case by case depending on what people do for a living and what they, with their family and different things. And it's tying right in. It's just, just hammering on the recovery world and the addiction world. You know, isolation is just the breeding ground for depression and addiction. And the, the thing is, you know, from my perspective is, you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> Look, this addiction issue has gone nowhere. There's been a little less talk of it recently because much of it is based upon the overdose numbers. How many people have died of overdose has kind of been the point that we've gone off to see what this um, epidemic has looked like. And, and I understand it can be difficult to tie in all of the effects of it all, and there needs to be some sort of point to stand on to see how big of a problem it's become. But it can be skewed because, you know, we, we made a little bit of progress and the numbers dipped a little bit, but the addiction issue has gone nowhere. It's just as bad or worse. And the cartels aren't stupid. They're intensely evil, obviously, but they're not stupid. And a couple of years back, too many people were dying, so they switched their main drug from, you know, heroin to, to meth. And it's no secret that meth has made an intense comeback. Um, the cartels were killing their clientele, so they switched to meth. Like, again, they're not stupid. They're intensely evil. But now that people are stuck at home, what do they want to do? They know people are at home, and they know a drug like heroin is going to be, people are going to dive into that a lot more than they are meth while they're stuck at home. So they've switched back over, and it's made a really sad, ugly resurgence, and specifically in this area. But, you know, it's really hitting all across the country, and when something like this happens and you get people isolated, you get people, you know, church meetings being shut down, um, recovery meetings being shut down, and people not being able to connect. Some people just don't have the tools, you know. Some people, and, and past that, even people that have the tools with a lot of recovery are suffering right now, you know. I'm just, I'll, I'll just be honest what my last week has been like, okay? Yes. Um, somebody, you know, I, I got a, a rushed, very panicked, obviously, phone call from a friend who said do you have narcan i need it now and they sent a loved one over to pick it up and they took it back home and they saved their loved one from dying i've gotten multiple calls from people saying hey can you connect with so-and-so grandma just saved their you know grandson from an overdose in their house last night from narcan hey can you connect with so-and-so they relapsed hey so-and-so died hey like it's just been constant this is a week this isn't a week that you're dealing with this 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 might be a little less than a week even. This is in the last, but specifically, yeah, for the last week, it's just been, it's been constant, even as, even last night, 
before I went to bed, got a message from someone else. Hey, so-and-so's son overdosed last, you know, um, grandma saved him with Narcan. Like, it's just wow. been That's constant. That's so crazy. It, it is. And what, what, what saddens me and also frustrates and provokes me is that it takes people dying to get people back on this topic again. Mm-hmm. It takes something like this for people to say, oh, whoa, we got to pay a little bit of attention to this. It's like it, it never went anywhere. Right. You know, everybody, everybody has Narcan these days, and I'm all for it. Just got to participate in someone's life being saved a few days ago. I'm, I carry it in my car. I'm, I'm all for it. But everyone having Narcan skews the numbers of what the addiction problem is really like because we go off of death, overdose death, not just overdose disease, overdose death. And there's so many people being saved that it, it skews the numbers. And then when you get people stuck in isolation, for lack of a better way to put it, people are dropping like flies. I know people who, people are relapsing right and left. Um, it's just, you know, and I mean, I, I could go on and on and on about that, but it's, it's, it's a bigger problem than people think. It's not a cause to say, hey, our community is horrible. Hey, everybody be afraid, watch out. It's, it's not what I'm saying at all, but let's also be real, right. okay? It doesn't matter what community you live in in all of America, there's drugs in it, period. So this is, it's not a knock on this community or this area. It's everywhere. And the, the less intentional, the more we just kind of push it to back page news, it, it didn't go anywhere. And it's reared in its ugly head right now because of the isolation. And it's sad. And when people relapse, you know, we like to think, well, when, when the pandemic goes away, when we, when we, you know, we get, get a, a a grasp on this and everything well, well this addiction issue that's reared its ugly head will just kind of go with it uh, not, not exactly relapse doesn't work like that some people don't recover from a relapse some people get sucked back into it and they're back into that addiction for five years and maybe don't make it out so just when the pandemic dies down doesn't mean the addiction thing that's popped up even worse than ever is just going to die down with it so with that, Eric, uh, when, when we're looking at what sounds like a bleak situation, what options are there? What what would you uh, say, or if to those who are reaching out to you, what what can they do while we are socially distant and isolated from each other to really help these people in the same way that we're able to when uh, we're face to face and meeting with people? Right. Well, it's a good question, and and I'll also say this: I appreciate you guys making this. Uh, a priority and talking about it because it needs to be talked about and and we have made a lot of good progress and this has been a step back that nobody anticipated but but I'll say this you know it it's tough right now you know it's not like we can just say well you know we're, we're just going to start meetings again well we're just going to do this well we, we kind of can't so I mean what I would say in this specific situation is we need to be extremely intentional about connecting as best we can right now we really, really do. And, you know, just to throw this in, too, just people that don't even struggle with addiction, maybe it's depression or just isolation. Maybe people have never struggled with that, and this situation is creating it in their life. And I would say be extremely intentional. You know, for those of you who are maybe in recovery and are, are doing good, um, I would say just be extremely intentional reaching out to people who are in early recovery or struggling. Um, for people who have never dealt with it that have loved ones, you know, we like to say, well, you know, I'll check in on them, and we, we give them a text once a week. No, we need to be, we need to be calling people once a day. Um, we need to be, we need to just be as intentional as possible right now as reaching out to neighbors, FaceTime, phone calls, 
do a Facebook Live to encourage people, go over to your neighbor's house and drop off some cookies. I mean, what? there's a million different ways we can do it, but the human connection, it breed, we, we, we draw life from each other in that and give life to each other in that space. And we gotta, we have to be extra intentional right now doing that um, with everything that's going on, yeah. And one thing that uh, I've been wondering about when we're talking about uh, these the, these opportunities to find help or to continue our uh, our journey in recovery, uh, when I think about uh, Alcoholic Anonymous uh, meetings and Narcotics Anonymous meetings, are, are, have those adapted to this situation? Is that something that's still available? Is that something that uh, you know about? It is, um, as, as best it can. Um, you know, I just, just read this uh, a few days ago, and... Um, wrote a blog on it on my site as well. You know, alcohol sales in the last uh, couple of weeks have gone up 55% in America, and 75% of those purchases are liquor. And that's from a Newsweek article. So people people are trying to cope in ways that are not healthy. Um, and again, I'm not throwing all this out there to be dogmatic, but we got to be real. Pretending a problem is not there doesn't magically make it go away. And so we got to be real about the situation. And you know, again, it's it's tough right now because people who are in recovery, meetings is a huge part of that. They really, really need the connection, the fellowship, the conversation, prayers, talking about God with each other, talking about their journey with each other, the spiritual connection point. And they have adapted. You know, if, if you just go, um, if you just type into Google AA online meetings or something like that, it'll take you right to aa.org and you know, you can type in and get connected to an online meeting through through uh, the Zoom app. You could do the exact same thing with uh, NA meetings and probably a lot of different 12-step groups. Um, also, I know uh, my good buddy Shane Camban down in Yorksville, his recovery meeting down there, uh, you can just go to Life Recovery Yorksville Facebook page, and there'll be links in there and updates on how to connect through Tuesday nights, um, that recovery meeting as well through the Zoom app. But that, that's the main way that people are doing it, just because it's the app platform where uh, you can get as many people on as possible and see each other's faces and talk. And Eric, uh, for for those hearing you, I'm I'm curious uh, how to get a hold of you. How to? I mean, you you obviously have the the, the direction for people who need someone like you in their lives. Uh, are you available? Is that is there a best way to get a hold of you? I am, yeah. So um, I've been talking to people nonstop. I mean, it's what I do for a living, obviously, with recovery coaching. But past that, uh, people, if you need help getting connected to online meetings, if you need uh, coaching or counseling, or if you need um, connection to get into detox and treatment, those haven't shut down. I personally don't do that, but I have a very good uh, source that I can connect people to who's very reliable and good at what they do. And so... If anybody needs help with any of that, questions with any of it, I will do the best I can or connect you with someone that can help you the best they can. And you can reach me through, uh, best way is probably through my website, recoveringreality.com. Um, and my phone number email is on there. Or if uh, you just were to reach out to me through Facebook, Eric Fredrickson. One way or another, I'm, I'm not difficult to find, and I'll do everything I can to help. 
Well, Eric, we appreciate your time. We know that uh, what you're doing is is needed. It's it's uh, it's an honor that you come on and talk to us about this on the radio. I mean, just the fact that you're working so hard through all of this that's going on, uh, the good you're doing for this community is going to be remembered, and I, I, I'm sure of that. We appreciate your time. We've been talking with Eric Fredrickson, the founder of Recovering Reality, just about the uh, combination of this uh, isolation we're going through with the pandemic and how that is just feeding into the addiction problem. And so, Eric, again, thank you for giving us your time this morning and we appreciate what you're doing for us all right ryan Michelle, thank you guys so much thanks for taking the time to talk about it it was an honor uh, coming on and talking about it thank you thanks for joining us on another episode of the recovering reality podcast if you're interested in recovery coaching please reach out to us get plugged into a free 20-minute session so we can get you on the road to transformation. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. You can start a brand new life starting today. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks for joining us.